Is your health thriving or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Hey folks, Dr. Mosier here, and I have my good friend Rick on the show with me today. Rick is a physical therapist, but he is doing more than just physical therapy. He is writing books and, and reaching so many lives across the nation on back pain, neck pain, and how to resolve a lot of those issues at home. So Rick, thank you so much for joining us. This is awesome. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, Rick, let's start with the beginning. Why did you become a physical therapist? Well, uh, I had back pain when I was young and uh, I happened to be volunteering at a PT clinic because I was considering going to PT school. And uh, then I just decided, you know what, I've got to figure out what the insider secrets are to this. So I went to PT school and uh, was disappointed to learn that uh, there were no insider secrets, that uh, the focus in, in school, I don't know how it is in chiropractor school, but in PT mm-hmm. school, the focus was understanding the structures that were damaged or could be causing pain mm-hmm. rather than understanding why they were causing pain mm-hmm. and or why they were damaged. And so uh, after I graduated, I was a tremendous failure as a PT with anything chronic. Uh, like chronic back pain, neck pain, all, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And uh, so I, I really, you know, went into a, a pretty deep depression for a while because I, I really wanted to figure this out. And I thought, gosh, no one has these answers. So I thought I've just got to buckle down and try and figure this out. So that's what I've been doing is that past 20, 25 years is putting all of this stuff together from disparate areas of research. Mm. So, so you've been really diving into the why on, on exactly. why people are having pain, why, you know, person A is doing just fine and they're responding so fast to treatments. And then why does person B take longer, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. which is, you know, all practitioners across the nation are asking ourselves, okay, why is this person, why did they respond so fast, you know, in, a, in, in chiropractic? So we give, you know, adjustments, right? So this person one adjustment and they don't have any pain whatsoever anymore to this person. Uh, we have to do several treatments on, and it depends on their condition, of course, but the same thing with physical therapy, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was just me because I, my first <laughs> job was in this rural setting. I was the only PT around and I'm just like, Holy smokes, I'm doing <laughs> terribly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and then when I moved to Denver, I was just like, I was besieged because I worked at a, at a high end health, health, uh, you know, and fitness club. Mm-hmm. And I was besieged by people with chronic pain. And mm-hmm. these are, you know, fit people, tons of money have been to mm-hmm. tons of practitioners. I thought that then I realized, Oh, it's not just me. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's medicine. It's how we're approaching these things. So yes, that, that helped pull me out of my little depression. That I was that I was in. Well, wonderful. So, uh, you know, obviously, chronic pain can wreak so many issues with our patients. You know, with chronic pain, there's so much depression, like what you went through uh, in these folks. So, I'm curious. Um, do you ever feel like you're a cheerleader in some of 
your patient's cases. Like we're going to get through this. We're going to do good. You know, uh, in the beginning, I, I felt I had to be more of a cheerleader, mm-hmm. but it was a cheerleader without confidence. And mm-hmm. as I developed my approach to solving pain, I became less of a cheerleader and, and more of a therapist that says, uh, don't worry, we're going to be mm-hmm. just fine. I know exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. And so I found that, you know, that having that level of confidence and, and comforting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, empathy that I gave to my patients, really calling them down and help them believe that this was really going to happen. And part of that belief is doing testing and retesting in the clinic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, do this. That, that, that causes your pain. Okay, let's do this. Now do that same thing. Oh, the pain's gone. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So this is the exercise that you're going to be doing at home to solve your pain. And yes, you see how, now you see how it's going to happen. And once they see how it's going to happen, that, you know, skepticism, that mm-hmm. negativity mm-hmm. all starts to melt away because they believe that you have an answer for them. Yes. So let me ask you about this, uh, because in your book uh, that we want to definitely dive into is, you know, solving your back pain without medicine. So the opioid epidemic is, you know, heart wrenching for us chiropractors, but I'm sure it's heart wrenching in, oh, in sure. your world as well. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, it so- is. And, and uh, this is, and this gets into, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's the fun. It's kind of what I alluded to earlier is that I believe the problem is how we're trained, at least in physical therapy. I don't know about chiropractic training, mm-hmm. but in, in physical therapy, I, I call it component thinking mm-hmm. where we try to understand the components of the pain. Oh, this mm-hmm. vertebra is rotated. Oh, you've got a facet joint arthritis here. Oh, mm-hmm. you've got a bulging disc there. And, and that's where your pain is coming from. But again, if you don't understand why those things are happening, then all you're doing is looking at the components and trying to solve the components rather than solving the systemic reasons these things are occurring. Yes. Yes. And, and the reason I wrote my book and originally was I, I had befriended a PT. I was taking these seminars from Dr. Shirley Saruman at the Washington university in St. Louis, and they were transforming my whole vision of how I should be treating. And I was getting great success and I became friends with this PT. And on the last seminar, uh, you know, I said, Hey, how's it going? And he said, eh, you know, and I said, what are you talking about? I'm getting amazing results using this information. And he says, yeah, but I'm a manual therapist. I mean, I, you know, I, maybe I'll use this as a home program, home exercise program. Maybe I said, but it works. He said, yeah, but I'm a manual therapist. And that's when I realized that we as medical practitioners Mm -hmm. uh, allow information in based on our belief systems. He was a manual therapist. Therefore, Mm -hmm movement-based solutions weren't, he wasn't going to let those in. And so, uh, and that's when I realized, holy smokes, all these people, all of his patients are not going to benefit from these types of solutions. And that's why I decided to write my books uh, because I I thought, well, let's just do an, do an end around around the practitioners Mm -hmm. with their belief systems. And then we'll, you know, go into uh, I'll help people directly through the books. And that's, kind of how it worked. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, that is exactly what we're doing here on this podcast. We're going directly to patients and that's why we're speaking to the general population and, and helping them out. And that's what your books are doing. So I'm really glad yeah. you're on the show. So oh, thank let's, 
let's um let's dive into it. Let's give some value sure. to our listeners. Um, someone comes to you and they have low back pain. Yeah, yeah. Where do we start? What do we yeah. do? Yeah. Oh gosh, low back pain has become one of the easiest things for me to solve now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll give your listeners. Uh, is this going to be video, Doctor Mosier, or is this yes. just audio? Yes. Okay. Video. Yeah. Okay. So great. I'll bring in my skeleton in just a second. Okay. So I'm going to take your listeners through a, through a little test and okay. everyone listening or watching, please do this test. Cause then you're going to feel what I'm talking about rather than just hear what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So lie down on your, on your back on the floor with your legs straight. And I want you to, and it could be on the couch. It could be on the bed or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So lie there with your legs straight. And I want you to feel what your back feels like in this position. Now, Bend your knees so your feet are flat on the floor. And if you don't notice much of a difference in those two positions, bring your knees to your chest and hug them to your chest. One of these two positions should feel better than the other for your back. Most people, and Dr. Mosier, I'm sure you can guess, which position would it be? Well, it'd be the knees bent. Of course, right? Yeah. 99% of all people with back pain have this pattern of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So what are we, why is, does the back feel so much better with the knees bent? Well, you can say that the back becomes flatter. And so that we're reducing the, lower, the curve of the lower back. But what we're also doing is removing the forces trying to pull that curve into more of a curve. Mm -hmm. So if we, and, and so this is often the solution for a lot of people is, is this simple pattern is, I call it an extension problem in my book. Mm -hmm. And that just means your back is too arched. So now that you've learned that your back feels better when it's less of an arch or we reduce the forces trying to pull it into an arch, the second part of this test so that they can have a take home from this is now everyone stand up and listen to the rest of this podcast. And when you stand up and listen, most of you without and, and try not to change anything about how you normally stand. Most of you will find that you're locking your knees straight. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you lock your knees straight, feel what's going on in with your low back. Now, unlock the knees so they are sl slightly softer bent and see what just happened to your low back. All right. And if you're not sure, lock the knees again. And you'll feel that your back is arching more when your knees are locked. So what have we just learned? We've learned that your back feels better with less arch. And we also learned that your normal way of standing is with more arch in your back because you're locking your knees. So one of the simple mm. solutions I give my patients is to Stop locking your knees and walk mm. around, stand with softer knees. And I, you would be amazed at how much pain is reduced just from this silly little simple tip. Mm. It's amazing because if you think if people are taking 10,000 steps a day or standing around looking at things or whatever they're doing at the kitchen sink, if they stop locking their knees, oh, that's 10,000 repetitions of arching in your back that are now gone. And especially yes. if you found that arching hurt your back. Now you've removed that much of it during the day. Yes. So this is how this stuff plays out in real life is I've been digging deep in the la these last 20 years into figuring out what are the things that we're doing that are causing these patterns of pain in people. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I, and, and also it's not just the habits. Of course, it'll cause tighter, weak muscles as well. Mm -hmm. So we have to solve those in addition to the fixing the habits. But it's a pretty simple one-two punch, and it works pretty darn well. 
Well, I am, am in full agreement with you. So yeah. uh, we take x-rays in our office. And, and so something that we see is we take x-rays of the neck and as well as the, the lateral lumbar spine. Mm-hmm. And so often there is a, a sway back, a extension of the lumbar spine, but always with it, there's a anterior head forward posture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, that compensation. And it's uh, fascinating that you're saying this. It, it correlates exactly with what we're seeing as far as structurally on the x-rays. Do you ever notice that people will stand with their locked knees, but they'll shift their weight to one side? So it'll be a locked knee on one side and then a slight bent on the other. Do you notice how that twists? That can, yes, that's a damager. Yeah, so let me talk about that for a second too. Please, yes. Okay, so now I get to pull out my little skeleton. Go for it. (laughs) All right. So, uh, so those of you who are just listening to audio, uh, I would recommend that you go to Dr. Mosher's video mm-hmm. uh, podcast so you can see what I'm talking about here. But anyway, so eight, we, uh, you know, a lot of people have asymmetries in their bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you just cited an example of shifting to one leg more than the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, one of the common uh, patterns of dysfunction that occur that cause unilateral back pain or sciatic pain or SI joint pain is something that I call a side bending problem. And what that means is that one side of the pelvis is higher and usually the same side of the rib cage is lower. Now, if this has been going on for a while, an easy way to determine that this is happening in you is just to take your shirt off and have someone take a picture of your back. And what you'll see is a larger crease on the side where the pelvis is higher and the rib cage is lower than on the other side. Now, if it's a relatively recent phenomenon occurrence, then you're not going to see that crease. But if you do see a difference in creases, that means it's been around for a while. Okay, so what's going on? Why is And so you can imagine if a pelvis is higher and a ribcage is lower, we're going to have more compression on that side of the spine, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, Dr. Moser, that in neutral spinal mechanics, side bending equals rotation. Mm -hmm. Well, I was taught in PD school to fix rotation problems. But mm-hmm. I never found that it stuck. Right. Yes. And none of the textbooks talk about this as a side bending issue. Right. Mm. So once I started fixing the side bending pattern, all the rotation issues went away mm. permanently. So because the side bending issue is happening typically in response to some problem in the same side lower body. Yes. All yeah. right. So the brain, we have these hardwired reflexes in our bodies. Mm-hmm. One of them is called a withdrawal reflex. Mm-hmm. And if you can watch a video on YouTube, if you watch a withdrawal reflex with a baby, you'll see that when their foot goes down on something unpleasant, they withdraw the whole leg immediately. Mm-hmm. It's a hardwired yeah. reflex. Well, as we grow, we override these reflexes because we can't go around our day just reflexively responding to our environment. So they're overridden by our prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. All right. But those hardwired reflexes remain. So if you have a problem somewhere in the same side, lower body, your brain is slowly creating this side bending problem to compensate for that mm-hmm. because this hasn't been corrected well enough. It could be anything from the foot all the way up to the hip joint. And so what your, what your body is doing, what your brain is doing is creating a compensation pattern to get off of that. And so one of the compensation patterns is what you just talked about leading into this is that We'll shift weight off of it. Yes. Well, yes. your listeners, if, if you stand up again and you put your hands on your waist muscles, 
right right here on the waist mm-hmm. and you shift over to one leg and then lift the other leg you'll notice that the waist muscles of the leg that you're standing on are mm-hmm. more relaxed than the waist muscles of the leg that you're lifting mm-hmm. all right so the same goes true if i just simply shift over here it happens to a lesser degree that the the waist muscles that i'm shifting off of are become more taut so by shifting our weight off of that side of pain, we're actually reproducing the pattern that's causing the pain. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So it's counterintuitive, right? We mm-hmm. wouldn't expect, oh, we want to get off that pain. But getting off the pain is one of the things that's causing that pattern to occur. Yes. So that's, that's how I typically solve a unilateral back pain, sciatic issue, SI joint pain. Is I mean, it's easy to fix the side bending problem. That's a piece of cake. But really what we have to do is figure out, hey, what's going on with that lower body that you're creating this side bending problem? Usually it's a walking pattern problem. Mm-hmm. That that makes a ton of sense because we walk all the time or hopefully yes. we do. Uh, sometimes we sit more than we should. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a whole nother conversation that we can have. Oh, yeah. But uh, every step that you take, if, if your walking gait is off just by the slightest bit, you can continually re-injure or re-irritate that that motor pattern leading to more and more dysfunction, more and more pain, more and more um, exactly. ailments. And you're not even aware of it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. this is, my family hates to go with me to a mall now because all <laughs> I do is watch people, walk, oh, mm-hmm. look at that, that's an antiverted femur right there. I bet you they have some whatever pain, you know, <laughs> oh, that looks like sciatic pain right there. <laughs> so I'm just yes. analyzing gait patterns all the time. But once you start looking for these things, mm-hmm. you start seeing them everywhere, asymmetries. Mm-hmm. And they're usually the root cause of at least unilateral based pain. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive into the neck because um, I want to give my listeners uh, a lot of value in this. So neck pain, what's something they can do for their neck to help alleviate or um, take care of? Okay. So before I give them something to alleviate their pain, they have to understand I have a really unique uh, approach to solving chronic neck pain or headaches, Mm. and it's very effective. So I'll pull out my skeleton again. If we look at the upper body system, we see that we have a shoulder blade. Mm. The architecture of the shoulder blade, there's only one other bone in the body that looks similar to this, and that is one of our pelvic bones. It's a flat, broad bone. Mm-hmm. The pelvis is the center of function for our lower body and back system. Mm-hmm. Likewise, the shoulder blade is the center of function for our upper body and neck system. Mm. So there are rules about how the shoulder blade should be resting and moving. And if your listeners Google muscle, mm-hmm. shoulder blade muscles or scapular muscles, they'll see that there are significant insertions from the shoulder blade into the cervical spine, into the neck bones and into the base of the skull as well as all of the spine, all of the vertebrae, all the way down the spine here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, it turns out that uh, neck pain and headaches, chronic neck pain and headaches uh, are usually due to shoulder blade dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And so an easy, easy test. And this is one I developed myself is uh, if you, you can, you can try this with your next chronic neck pain patient, Dr. Marshall. Absolutely. Yes. Just, just stand behind them. Have them move their head, you know, rotate over one shoulder over the other, look up, look down, and have them get a sense of where their pain is, 
how bad it is, limited motion, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to stand behind them and you're going to put your hands in their armpits like this and lift up the shoulder girdle system, a half mm -hmm. inch, maybe an inch. Yeah. All right. And, and then you wiggle it a little bit. Let's see. I'm going to try. There we go. Then you, go. you wiggle it a little bit to, to try and get them to relax it. All right. Because mm -hmm. they've been holding on for so long. So once they relax it, then you have them turn their head again up and down over the shoulders. And lo and behold, you'll find that most people will turn their head significantly further and with yes. almost no pain. All right. Why? Mm. Why does this work? Because what we're doing is unloading the muscles attaching from the shoulder blade into the neck bones. The primary one being the levator scapula, mm. which is the one coming off the little corner of the shoulder blade here. And it goes right into C1, 2, 3, 4, sometimes 5. And so by and levator means elevate its job is to hold things up. Well, the primary problem with most shoulder blades is that they're resting too low. Mm. So what we're doing is unloading that levator scapula primarily taking the load off of the cervical spine because, and especially if it's asymmetrical, that will cause side bending rotation to one side mm. of the vertebrae and create unilateral symptoms. And so by unloading that, what, what they see is immediately, oh my gosh, my neck feels so much better. I can move it more. Mm -hmm. So we fix the shoulder blade system and that fixes neck pain and headaches. And especially if they've had chronic like 20 years, 30 years, 10 years, mm -hmm. whatever, this is a very fast and, and complete fix if you fix the shoulder upper body system. Wow. So what they one, one of the things, so you asked me what can your listeners do well, most people are sitting down at a desk working on mm -hmm. a computer, right? So it turns out, are you, are you, the, is the chair that you're sitting in, do you have arms on your chair? I do. Yes. Okay. So are the, so most people's arms are resting too low. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is the scapula depresses to mm -hmm. reach the armrest if they're being used at all. Okay. Right. So the first thing your listeners can do is raise the armrest. Now, the second mm. thing is the armrest, the arm should be resting at the sides, not out here. If they're resting out here, then your neck and shoulder is still holding up the arms, the shoulder blade system. If the mm. arms are resting here, then it's not. All right. And if your chair, most arms in the chair, like a lot of people are too small for the arms of their chair. So they can't mm -hmm. bring them in that, like they'll only come into here, you know. So what I have them do is take a pillow from home fold it in half, shove it between their body and the arm of the chair. And that becomes their new armrest. Now, <laughs> nice. the, the arm should be resting at the seam of the shirt here. So yeah. uh, this then is where your keyboard should be. If your keyboard is here, even with the support, then your neck and shoulder is holding up your shoulder blade system again. Mm. So you've got to be able to move your keyboard back to accommodate the correct ergonomics of your body. So the shoulder should be resting maybe a half inch higher than normal. And the arm should be basically here, the key hmm. keyboard right here. And if those two things aren't happening, then you're sacrificing your body for your job. Hmm. Because you need to make those changes. And I, they will be transformative. If you have chronic neck pain or headaches. Wow. How's that?
that I, I really enjoyed that. And I am in full agreement with everything you're saying, because ergonomics and everything that you do in life is absolutely critical in um, your, your spine, your body. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Well, Rick, why don't you share with our listeners where they can learn more about you uh, and, and find your books? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I wrote my books about 12 years ago. So since then, I've owned a, my own clinic and I learned a lot more. So I've developed uh, some, some downloadable home programs that are even much better than my books. And they streamline the process of fixing your pain. Uh, and so you can find those at fixingyoumethod.com. And if your listeners um, type in fixing you, all one word, they'll get a 20% discount. Wonderful. And uh, then if, if any of you listening are practitioners who want to understand how to solve the body from a systems standpoint, then I've also created another, uh, a, an online training program to help people understand how to use this information to solve pain. Uh, and that's at healpatientsfaster.com. And again, if you use that fixing you code, you'll get 20% off of that. And I've also got some free stuff as well as all of these programs are listed on rickolderman.com. So you can visit that if you can't remember any of the other things. <laughs> That's okay. And we're going to put a link at the bottom of this uh, in the, in, in the comments and everything. So uh, we will have links for you guys so you can find uh, Rick and, and all he's doing. Rick, this was absolutely phenomenal. I got a ton of value out of this and, and I know our listeners got a ton of value out of this. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I love, I love talking about it. Thank you. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.